tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job and your relationship, start a hobby, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist it so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. I am here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Welcome, I'm Olga Nadal and you are listening to your next great chapter, the podcast to master life transitions with ease and courage. And today's show is sponsored by Divorce for Love. For those of you new to the show, I am the founder of Divorce for Love, where I educate, inspire and coach those going through possibly one of the most challenging transitions you may face in your life. If you are thinking about divorce or have started the process and are feeling lost, go and watch the masterclass I made for you on the five secrets you must know about divorce. These five secrets can save you a ton of money and sleepless nights. The link is in the notes, so head over there right after today's show. I can tell you clearly the two things that made all the difference for one of the biggest transitions in my life, which was my divorce. First of all, I worked on my mindset relentlessly. I mean, I did not stop learning. I was being coached. And every day I was practicing how to implement a new mindset for growth and resilience until it became a reality. And it could be because divorce is one of those events that has such bad publicity that I had to dismantle a whole bunch of beliefs that were underlying my mindset and that were sort of funneling me into conflict that was not needed. And I didn't want my divorce to take that direction. So I went along the lines of fake it until you make it. But my own version is called practice it until it becomes real. So I really practice this new mindset for success, for harmony, for resolution that was not based in conflict and animosity. And I succeeded. That was the most beautiful thing. My mindset created the reality of a beautiful divorce and a fantastic post-divorce relationship. The other major variable to my success in navigating divorce was that I supported myself with a strong group of incredible friends and professionals. <laughs> I don't want you to underestimate the power of these two elements, which I believe constitute what I like to call your tribe. Because we can do all the inner work that we wish, but if we do not have that clan, that group of friends and professionals that are next to us, they are riding with us. <laughs> Some people call it the ride or die bitch, whatever you want to call it. But they're making sure that whenever we fall down, they can pick us up. And whenever we fall apart, they will put us back together like Humpty Dumpty. If we don't have those people in our life, in my opinion, the struggle will be very real because you will be doing all this alone. And that is a very hard place to be. You may have heard the saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go with others. 
it's so true and it's vital that you understand the concept of the lone wolf is so outdated. It's not even relevant in today's society because come on, we live in a connected society and now truly the world is our oyster. We are shifting even more to collaboration over competition. So having the internal belief that you have to do everything on your own is a fallacy and it's going to cost you in the long run. I am actually speaking from my own experience because I have always been very independent, (laughs) extremely independent. And I didn't like asking for help because to me, it seemed like first I was going to burden somebody else just with my request for help. And second, I am too proud for it. And to me, it felt like I was broadcasting to the world that I was weak and that I didn't have the resources that I needed to get past this so all these went against my core belief that I am a self-sufficient and self-reliant sovereign being I always like to call myself a very strong independent woman even though the reality is more that I depend on a lot of people and on a lot of really amazing souls around me and that is fantastic it's more than okay it's terrific so when you find yourself in situations where life is just too much and you honestly cannot do it on your own, even if you try, that's when you realize that the paradigm of the lone wolf collapses. And let's face it, there are transitions in life where whether it's a divorce or losing a loved one or losing your career or your job, which is what a lot of people are facing now, losing your homes due to natural disasters, something that is also happening currently. I mean, some of those times are just way too overwhelming. Even the strongest of wolves out there wouldn't be able to handle it properly. No way. They may survive it. They may go ahead and just not process the blow. They'll put it in the back burner. They'll stuff it. They'll bottle it up, whatever you want to call it. But that doesn't mean that they handle it. It simply meant that they bypass that and they will have to deal with it at another time. What I suggest instead, whenever you're faced with a major life transition or Even if it's something small, but it is at a moment of your life that is just throwing you off your center. You literally cannot see straight. Just reach out and ask for help. Reach out for those friends who have been (laughs) tried and tested and they have proved to you that they can be there, that they can hold space and they can hold your heart what is getting mended. And I would like to make a really important distinction because sometimes we take the step to ask for help and we find that the help that we receive is just inadequate. And it may actually get us further in the hole than out of it. And this happens a lot with divorce, where we use our well-intentioned friends and relatives to guide us, but they honestly have no clue how the process goes. And they may create more grief than actually help us. And this could happen because these are not the friends that I'm talking about. These are, again, well-intentioned friends. They may be even acquaintances. They may be the people that you get drunk with on the weekend. The people that you bitch about your boss or your mother-in-law. They are the ones that maybe you go on holidays or you go on couple dinners. They are the ones that you talk about how the kids are doing during play dates and how is your husband's career and blah, 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 blah. But deep down, they don't really know you and you don't really know them. So those are not the friends that I'm talking about. And honestly, I really think that there should be another word in between acquaintances and friends that describes all these friendly humans that you get along with, but they go past the friendship and they become your rock when you need them. 
we really seriously need a word for that. But I now call them my super friends. <laughs> They've gotten the badge and the status of super friends. So from now on, I'm going to say that the super friends that I'm talking about, they're the ones that can hold space for me. And that's a beautiful exercise of friendship strength, especially when you're going through any transition. These super friends can also validate your feelings and your emotions. They will not try to push them down. They will not try to gloss over them with good intentions and positivity. That really comes from a place of, let's just not talk about this, okay? Because this is, this is kind of uncomfortable for me. So let's, let's not go there. <laughs> and again, you will find this a lot when you are talking about ending a marriage or ending a relationship. And a lot of people feel like that light that you're shining on your relationship is next going to be transferred to their relationship and the relationship is going to get scrutinized and sort of almost done a forensic analysis and see what's right and what's wrong. So a lot of times people just try to avoid all of that by saying, let's not talk about this. Let's just focus on the positive and be grateful for what you have and blah, blah, blah. Nah, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what a super friend will do. Another thing that a super friend will do is that it will help you forget all about it. There are times when you're just like, you know what? I need a time out and <laughs> going into a, into a corner doesn't work anymore for us grown-ups. So sometimes we just need to drink a whole bottle of tequila with a friend and then you will laugh or you will cry or you will act in ridiculous ways and you do whatever you need to do to momentarily forget that pain. And that's okay. They'll support you through that. They won't judge you. They will make sure that you don't stay in that space either, that you don't become <laughs> close friends with tequila. <laughs> And they'll, they'll offer you another kind of medicine that my super friends offer me and is that they will stick with me for my good habits as well. Uh, there are times when I go into, okay, I want to get out of the pain and I know that the way to do it is to start establishing healthy, positive habits and I need help. Because maybe I won't go in such a long, long, long walk or do a whole hour of yoga or sit down to meditate for 30 minutes if I don't have a buddy with me. So there will be the ones that will be walking along with you in nature. You will get them lost in waterfalls and you will take them out in surf that they can handle, but they'll be there greening alongside you and... They will be there and they'll change their diet with you just so you can be okay with like it happened to me when I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes and my friends changed eating ice cream while we were watching movies to flipping eating carrots and drinking almond milk. <laughs> They'll do that for you and they'll also suggest podcasts and books that have helped them transform their lives so you can also be guided. So if you have friends in your circle that can do all these things, then that's beautiful. You scored, make sure that you appreciate and you overestimate those friends, meaning do not ever take them for granted, okay? Take care of them, cherish them, love them, lavish them. They are so precious and it is terrific that you have that. Can be friends and relatives, they all fall in the same category. But when I was going through my divorce, I realized that I didn't have many of those super friends. I did have a couple and they really helped me, but I had a whole bunch of really fun and kind and caring individuals, but they didn't possess the skills that I just mentioned and I needed that in my life. So that didn't mean that I had to get rid of them. I just had to go and find out that tribe that had those skills. 
And now I have a confession to make. I am a little bit of a snob when it comes to super friends at the moment because I am always open, happy, and willing to make new friends. That's part of my persona. And I think that's something that we should never stop looking forward to. New friendships can just add new levels of magnificence to our lives. To me, it is somewhat sad when people get to a point in their lives when they decide, this is it. I reached my friendship limit, I reached max capacity on the friendship department, and I am not taking any more applications. The friends that I have right now, they are my friends for good. And that's okay. I mean, that's your choice. But I don't know. In my opinion, if you stay with the same friends for the rest of your life, you're just missing massive beauty on all those strangers who could become true lifesavers for the tricky moments in life. And in my personal experience, what I did is I reached out to those people who weren't my friends, they were strangers, but I saw that they had those skills. And like I said, I'm a little bit of a snob and spoiled because I was able to increase my circle with people that were coming from the world of coaching, which to me, if you have an opportunity to befriend a coach, a life coach, a transition coach, a divorce coach, any type of coach, even a fitness or nutritional coach, Do it because those guys know a thing or two about how to be a super friend, how to be there for your life. And let's make it very clear. I'm not saying go out there and be a leech and try and get free coaching from your friends, okay? (laughs) If you really are going through a divorce, go and get yourself a divorce coach. But I also say that we can offer, you know, a little bit of a give and take in relationships and That's where, you know, you may have someone who you admire in the coaching world and you can start offering them your help for whatever they needed and maybe start initiating that relationship that may turn into a friendship. And like I said, in my case, it was easy because I was going through my coaching certification and we were coaching each other. And through all those examples of coaching each other, we cemented our relationship and I was able to connect with beautiful souls all over the world and they were learning alongside me with our mentors how to communicate better, how to be more present, how to manage your emotions, how to express your feelings in a non-confrontational manner and a million other powerful techniques that I really, really wish that we were taught in school or in our family. But it rarely happens. We rarely get access to that kind of education, which in my humble opinion is the top Ivy League type of education. So anyway, I reached out to them and I said, hey, I need help and I would love it if you can help me with this sticky moment in my life. And it was, it was incredible because you will be amazed at what happens when you ask for help. Well, two things can happen when you ask for help and this is a no-brainer. You can either get the help or you do not get the help. <laughs> it's that simple. And both options are equally beautiful, in my opinion. They're equally acceptable. Just don't hold on to any grudges for those who don't give you the help. Don't get stuck on the why they didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. God knows why. It's just none of your business and you don't need to place your energy into that. What you need to do is just to hold on to those who said, yes, of course, I'm here for you. And what do you need, baby? You know, we call each other mamacitas. What do you need, mamacita? And then go ahead and develop that beautiful friendship, which is what I've done in the last four years. I have increased my circle. And today I am so grateful to have the most incredible Mostly women, they're mostly my sisters. I have a couple of men in my life, besides my beloved, that are very important to me. But I have just created this network of soul sisters that really, really protect me. 
They cocoon me when I need even extra protection. They cheer me on. They help me soar. And they are always there. And I'm always there for them as well. And I love that. I love that they can lean on me when, again, life gets a little bit too much. And it's not a matter of if life gets too overwhelming. It's when life gets there. And if 2020 has proved anything, is that it happens, okay? <laughs> she hits the fan and we need that tribe. Um, there are also situations or emotions that are too much. And, you know, you need the professional help for those to handle in those. And I think that it's a beautiful way of discerning what things can be carried by my friends, what kind of weight I can share with them, and what other things, you know, probably bigger traumas in life really need professional help and advice. So for that, I hire a coach and she has been crucial for me to move into a superior way of dealing with life. And I don't know, superior might sound a little bit pompous or pretentious, but I have to say, I mean, having learned from my coach and all my certifications and all the studying that, that I've done about how to get to know myself better and accept myself, which sums it all up in loving all of me, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the everything, just the everything, just be okay with who I am. And that's been the biggest learning that I've done. And I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. <laughs> and I do believe that there is a before and after. For me, it was before and after my divorce because that was when I really doubled down on all my learning and went to town and asked for the help. And even though my married life, um, my life before being married had been fantastic. I mean, I look back at my life and it's been a dream. And there's been a lot of pain too and a lot of suffering. But all in all, I was very happy with what I had. But it wasn't until I started learning about emotional intelligence that I realized that my life before my divorce had been very unconscious. It was coming from patterns that were rooted in really my family lineage and what my parents had learned from their parents. That's what they taught me. And that's how I was living my life. And that was bringing a lot of a struggle, a lot of pain into relationships, especially with women, my own relationship with my mother and my sister. Very difficult. There's been many examples of betrayal and a lot of disappointment and pain that I somehow subconsciously translated to the friendships in my life. And there was a lot of betrayal and a lot of unneeded and needed suffering that I had in past relationships with women. So to me, it was all a struggle because it was coming from that programming that I had no idea was there. And I had to work really hard for everything. I got incredible financial success, but man, <laughs> it almost cost me my health. And that's when I had to take a big break when I was pregnant with my second child with my daughter and my body started breaking down one bit at a time every day was just uphill and that's when I realized that there had to be another way and now I know that other way that other way it's life living life with flow with ease more in alignment and yes there's still days don't get me wrong there's still days where it feels a little bit too uphill but now I have 
my little box of tricks and tools and I can go in there and not get lost in the pain or the grief or the anger or the rage. And I know that a huge part of it is, like I said, because of my mindset, it's way different. And also because I'm surrounded by that tribe of super friends. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is because recently I had an interaction that reminded me of how I need to overestimate my tribe. And again, I went out of my way to thank all the people in my life that made everything so special because I had a moment where I had to record two more podcasts for next month. And I'm trying to do a mix now of guests and solo interviews. And I started doing the interviews and they were so much fun and they were so easy because come on you bring a guest and I tell them you know hey this is your platform you tell us everything about your wisdom your lessons just it's your show and I'm just there you know maybe guiding the conversation at times or highlighting the points that they're saying but it's easy I'm leaning back and I'm learning which is something that I love Doing these solo shows, oh my God, it's like I have so many conflicting beliefs inside of me. I have a part of me that says, what are you doing? Who's listening to this? Who needs to hear all these stories, you know? And I don't think that you have that much insight to share with the world. So I was going through this as I had my microphone ready to record and my mind, my mindset was having a little weak moment of, nah, don't do this, just go full on with the interviews. That is so much easier, so much more fun and, you know, nobody's going to miss it. And I kid you not, at that very moment, I got a message from one of these beloved sisters that has come into my life just recently. And she just out of the blue, just left me this message saying, hey, I just got to tell you, I was listening to your podcast. I wasn't even going to listen to it because you were talking about coronavirus and children. And I don't have kids, but I love every single episode that you put out there. So I listened to it. And oh my gosh, I just want to tell you, I love it. All the input that you gave, all the ideas, how you're raising your children. Now I want to have children. I was so inspired. And I swear to God, I was sitting there almost with tears in my eyes because I wanted to tell her. And I did tell her right after I sent her a message, almost in tears, going like, you have no idea how I needed to hear this. And that's so crazy that these people, these sisters that are in my life now and I call them my Taco Tuesday crew because (laughs) every so often, and it doesn't have to happen on a Tuesday, I fall apart like a taco. And yes, my mindset just sort of gets hijacked by my past programming, by anxiety about the future. I don't know. Life just hits me sideways and I fall apart like a taco. And I know that I have, again, my tools and my skills. But another part of my process to get myself back together is I call my Taco Tuesday crew, which is these four or five women that I just need to get on the phone with them and be like, hey, this is happening. And they just give me their medicine, whatever it is. I don't even know what I need until they give it to me. And sometimes it happens like this. It's almost telepathically. They hear me. They hear my brain and they go, oh, 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 we need to encourage her. And they get on the phone and they do it. And I I just think it's so beautiful to have people that will take the time to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. You're doing an amazing job. Keep it up. So seriously, go out there, find that tribe. For me, it's been the last four years. It's just been increasing exponentially. And it's in ways that you can access to, okay? Because I live on a tiny island. Come on, it's 150,000 of us. There is not much chance of meeting new people, quotation marks. I mean, you can always meet new people, but people who will be in the same wavelength as me, you know, that are passionate about 
their projects and you know I have this big passion in life now with Divorce for Love I also have my business I love traveling I love entrepreneurship I love parenting I love relationships so that's not necessarily the people that live next door to me that are going to fill all those requirements but there's this beautiful thing called the internet which literally I found this woman through a hashtag it was a hashtag divorce when I was on my Divorce for Love um, account. She found me. She said, hey, I love what you said. Sent her a message back saying, I love your pictures. We started talking before we knew it. She came to Hawaii, spent two weeks here. We took photos, videos. She helped me launch pretty much everything that I've launched with my coaching business. And she came again. She's now a really good friend. She's coming again for another two months. We met in LA. It's just a beautiful soul and I know that we prop each other up and I know that we enrich each other's lives and yes we may not see each other for coffee every week not at all but we get on the phone we send those messages we are we're in each other's sort of etheric realms so to me that is so powerful and so beautiful how I met my boyfriend oh I'll tell you similar story I was on a business mastermind on online and you know again I met him because I went after my passions and he was there we shared the same passion for putting our message out to the world and we got to know each other and then we became an item so there are no excuses seriously do something today just go on Instagram hashtag the crap out of your passions and see who you connect with because there are some incredible women and men out there that can bring so much magic into your life and they really can help you through any transition so don't hesitate do it please go and find your tribe they're out there they're waiting for you that's all for today I hope this was helpful and I'll see you next week Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I love hearing from you. You can also follow me on Instagram at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes.